My Career Journal Part 4 Get out of your own way. There has been considerable research done on this idea of the ego, that sense of self-esteem and self-importance that our individualistic education has given us. I found entrepreneurship to be the greatest challenge to an inflated ego that I've ever encountered in my life, and it has, by force, humbled me. I was only ever as good as my greatest weakness until I started outsourcing my weaknesses. When you get out of your own way and you recognize that you have so much to learn and so much value inside yourself that you can add to your transition journey and process, that makes the experience better for everyone connected with you, from your team, your clients, and other stakeholders. But I know more than most that just saying get out of your own way doesn't make magic happen. There's a lot more work and tears involved in peeling back that onion. Tune in to this episode where I share my journey. My name is Catherine Ann Byam, and I'm your host. What's your purpose, and how does it integrate with sustaining life itself? For some of us, this question is a deep ache that we spend a lifetime trying to find, perhaps shifting direction as we learn and grow from one path to another. For many of us, our children give us a clear definition. Providing for them becomes our reason for being. For others, it's about enjoying the present moment, ever so fleeting and ever so beautiful. For still others, it can be financial, status, contribution or impact. In this podcast, my guest and I will share with you tips, ideas, and methods on how to build a career that integrates with who you are and the life you want to lead. We will explore the social foundation on which to build your transition and an ecological ceiling above which we need not climb so that we live not just for ourselves, but for our collective ability to thrive. Welcome to the Purpose Driven Career Podcast, Do What Matters. One of the first things I noticed about my first year of entrepreneurship was that if I didn't outsource my weaknesses, my business would only be as good as my weaknesses. That's a huge contrast to how I coach leaders in large organizations, as I always recommend focusing on your strengths first and being strategic about your weaknesses, learning enough to manage them, perhaps working through an expert, or working on only one of them, the most critical to your career, alongside improving on your strengths. There's no one right answer on how to approach this, but some points are not disputed. A weakness, for example, is probably a weakness with good reason, and as such, it takes time to make it a strength, if at all. A strength, on the other hand, gets stronger faster the more you work on it. Early on, I didn't have the budget and the knowledge on a lot of things I needed to run a business. To help the situation, I outsourced some things that I was good at, for example, my accounting, because I simply didn't want to make that strength any stronger. That's an area that's not strategic for me, not strategic for my business, but it is necessary, and as such, it felt right to focus on strategic areas, like business development, as if I didn't learn that, I'd be out of business. I worked tirelessly on my weaknesses. I took marketing courses, sales courses, copy courses, brand courses. Once I learned enough, I then started outsourcing where I could. I would never be the best at these topics, but I certainly became better at them and could bring to those skills all of my other talents, such as ethical propriety, financial awareness, and operational excellence. None of that self-work that I invested in, in the first, let's say, two years of business, has ever been lost. 
Adding these skills to my bow makes me stand out relative to peers who have never built a business from startup to a first profitable year. There are no mistakes in life. I have plans to write four books, but I decided to time my pivot back to employment upon completion of my first book, Do What Matters, The Purpose Driven Career Transition Guide, because that book gives me an incredible opportunity to codify my learning and put it into practice for the transition ahead. My book, which was really intentionally written for others, acts as a form of self-help and self-care for me as well. My book writing process allowed me to break down all the steps of the transition process and spend the time with myself to assess what was most relevant for me at each stage of the transition. More than that, I have also developed flow books and flow sheets for each chapter of the book to help all of us make faster progress in adopting the methods that I talk about. Part one of the book is titled Your Pathway to Self-Mastery, and this section is the one often ignored by most job seekers, but is arguably the most important. In six chapters, I help someone who's taking this program to work on their headspace, to develop clarity on how to conduct their job search, and knowing clearly the direction they want to travel in. Before leaping into the career transition-specific elements of the book, I wrote three sections about the case for change, and that's where my journey also started for my transition. The key elements of the case for change are the planetary dimension, the socio-economic dimension, and governing the system, where I talk about the details behind each and how they inform what's happening in ESG today, for example. It helps me to prompt readers of my work to choose which of these areas, their skills and strengths, allow them to make the most important impact. It doesn't mean you have to make impacts on only one area. Depending on your job, you may cross all of the areas. In the first workbook I developed, I produced a resource for you to take that journey yourself and decide what works best for you. My personal review allowed me to see that although social impact is my passion, I'm better suited from an employment perspective to do deep work on skills and strengths that I have in supporting governance. And that's why I've chosen this as a key criteria for my next job. In chapter one, the book covers if it's important, build a model. In this section, I developed two exercises, the 6W2H exploration and the mental model inventory. Both of these have helped me to secure the things that will be pivotal for any of the decisions I will need to make going forward. Chapter two asks the question, who are you really? And this section is action-packed with six flow books, including Happy Reflections, Attitude for Gratitude, You in Flow, The Cast in Your Movie, Value Inventory, and Closing Reflections. This set of flow books is so fundamental to all of the momentum you're going to have when you assume your new role that I beg you not to skip this. If for only this section, you should go and download this entire workbook pack right now. Chapter three explores different ways to articulate your career. For this, I developed a job choice matrix to help you weigh and evaluate your options with a bit more context. Chapter four, The Constant Learner, gives you a simple learning inventory to stimulate your thinking and action taking. Chapter five, The Outcome Wheel, focuses completely on action planning within the context of the outcomes you want with two flow books, one called The Outcome Wheel and the other one a five-year planning template. Chapter six, The Nine Steps to Positive Impact Career Transitions, helps you to translate all the self-analysis you've done up to this point and convert this into specific language that you can use to discuss your journey with prospective recruiters, employers, or even help you navigate that conversation with your family. 
Part one of Do What Matters is all about stripping the person doing the work down to core values. So in this case, me. And then rebuilding them with greater insight and awareness of how all actions contribute to your choices and your well-being. It's the most important section of the book, and that's why it commanded so many pages of the book and quite a number of flow sheets as well. If you're interested in being supported with a digital guide throughout this phase of your own transition process, you can find all these resources on my website at www.katrinanbiam.com. In my next career journal, we are going to shift perspectives from you or me, or in general, the person making the decision, to the people around you who you will no doubt need to negotiate with. When I completed part one on my own, many things came up for me in terms of my why and my how, and these have been really useful in my interview process and oddly enough saw me recommitting to things in my business, such as my podcast and one other social impact project that I'm working on, because these are the efforts that are likely to continue even long after I'm gone. They are my legacy. It also helped me hone in on the role and importance of doing a job in governance and why that's so appealing to me, as returning to potentially a global multinational will give me the sort of reach to make a bigger impact than I currently do as a freelance consultant. I'm really looking forward to letting you know how this all progresses, so join me next week for book two and my reflections on the exercises there. See you next week. This episode was brought to you today by the Courageous Career Club. Have you picked up your own copy of Do What Matters, the Purpose Driven Career Transition Guidebook? To find out how you can get your copy, as well as resources that go alongside it, visit my website, www.katherineannbyam.com, or engage with me on the socials. I'm looking forward to hearing from you.